The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We've got a brand new Angry Chicken for you. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, here as always with Willie, Dills, Gregory, and Jocelyn Carney. A lot, of, a lot of Hearthstone to talk about this week. A lot of competitive Hearthstone. The end of an era is upon us. Well, it actually has already happened. It's yeah, over. It, it has, was upon it us. Passed now it is us. no longer upon us. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it, it, exactly it what happened. Us. Yeah. Um, y'all, I'm, I'm sad to see it go after that amazing display of finals that we, uh, we got to experience. Yeah, it's a little worrisome because of how good this hct was that's isn't that such a weird place to put our brains right is to be like it was so good my first reaction is concern yeah (laughs) like next year for the world series after one of the best world series they're gonna be like we're gonna go to a single game you're like wait what (laughs) but the world series was sweet yeah that's kind of what it feels like almost like uh they're changing up everything right in the midst of everything working super well yeah yeah, Man. I'm trying to remain cautiously optimistic about yeah. specialist. I, I've become I'm, pessimistic. I, I'm <laughs> trying. I feel like we flipped because, like, when it was first announced, I was like, "This sounds awful." And you're yeah, like, "I know," and I was the optimistic okay. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like this, just it was so entertaining to see, and probably because of the rotation happening so close to the tournament. I will. I will admit it was. A great broadcast from a spectator point of view and there were so many different decks even within the same decks they had different tech inside them so i mean it was great from a viewer perspective um i'm a little bit worried about how specialist is going to be from a viewer perspective because you won't have as much variety i get i'm like i'm so worried about everything just being like all rogues or all hunters or all warriors or i don't know i know that is concerning because it was really sweet to see you know shaman and Mm. and all this stuff Um, and like the zoo warlocks like that finals was so exciting yeah (sighs) by the way though jocelyn you got to admit that even though they didn't get to play with the Year of the Raven cards, them playing with the Year of the Dragon cards was pretty sweet, right? Like seeing the new Oh no, and so so this turned out great, right? And I and I said this like when it was first announced, like the dates and the rotations and everything else, that like again, from a viewer perspective, it's awesome. The only thing that I thought was weird was like playing last year's tournament with this year's Sure, yeah. yeah. Well I think that's really just it just wasn't like representative of the year of the Raven. That was that was more my point. Not that like I knew it was gonna be fun to watch, but uh yeah, no, it was just it's just and it's still kind of weird to me that you know like the champions from Year of the Raven had their championship in the Year of the Dragon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well that that's yeah they really 
space things out improperly, right? That, this that should being not said, happened like in April. Imagine we did stick with this format, though. Like now, I'm like I'm jazzed for it. Like yeah, bring it on. I think it was part of what made it so much fun to watch. I mean, I know you agreed with the sure. Joss saying that as as for spectators, this is just interesting because it's the newest stuff. Um, but if we stuck with it, and you know, next year same thing happened, whatever the next year is. Um, yeah, it always happened right after an actual right. road. Yeah, yeah, because like it, 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 it makes the consistency from players like Hunter Ace and Viper like all the more of an accomplishment. Because you, you look at them, you're like, well, they they really rose up in a completely different meta than than what the finals are taking place in, and yet they still dominated. Well, dominated yeah. might oh, be yeah. putting it, but that that <laughs> that's simplified too much. Um, they definitely uh, you know had harder paths uh, in certain certain cases but um yeah i at the end of this i was like man i'm like ready for hct to continue i liked it so right. much after all all my <laughs> my whining that there was just too much to to watch last year and that it it made individual events it kind of kind of you know took the the wind out of their sails because there's just so much hearthstone um I, you know i, I would have now i'm sitting here going boy i would like an hct that where they just kind of streamlined it a little bit more but kept more or less the same uh, basic tournament structure uh which... well there's still going to be just as much hearthstone to watch this year because of grandmasters being a weekly thing and them running the matches like the regions back to back to back so it's always going to be like apac will run into eu will run into na and you're going to have like the whole time is just going to be hearthstone 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 every single week for each season so well, but it's not going to be there's like also the tournament, tournament right? every week right it's going to be like a one day see, like seasonal thing right like it's it's gonna feel like less hard stuff because you're not gonna feel like oh I gotta watch all the rounds of this tournament. So, but you're right. Like it's still gonna be like tournament. Like it's, it's still, still gonna yeah. be Hearthstone every week. Yeah, it, there's still like, gonna be Hearthstone every week. Plus, we've got the the seasonal tournaments, right? So the the Masters. Yeah. Tour. You know, specialist sucks. We can still do this Grand Masters thing just with conquest. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I hope I, that I, they're open to changing it if it's horrible. If it's like not. if yeah. yeah. If they I'm try also hoping it's great, hard. and I'm just yeah. wrong, but you know, yeah. The only thing is, like, if they so for the Masters Tour, they've got so many players that doing it in Conquest might be difficult. <laughs> just get like I mean, or I guess Conquest Best of Five would be yeah, difficult because sure. the, they're like I can't remember how many players they're up to, but it's it's hundreds. It's not the normal like 128 cap. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot yeah. of players, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, just overall, I mean, it's, it's, we're already here. I'm not playing a news bumper. We're already talking about the HCT World Championship. So yeah, we're uh, in it. We're in. I the would news. like to start news with happen naturally. Yeah, I just <laughs> like to start with. Uh, I want to be as humble as I can when I say I don't know what to do with all these packs. Mm. <laughs> Give me yeah, all four actually- packs that I also got. For being the guy who got second, <laughs> yeah, it's it really funny the way the bracket shook out because it was like top eight Garrett versus Joss, and then you know top four Garrett versus Dills, <laughs> mm. yep. top two Garrett versus top two, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no, because Viper, Garrett, yeah. yeah, and Garrett picked Bunny Hopper. Uh, I picked Hunter Ace. No, he picked oh, Hunter. Did you? Oh, yes. I yeah. thought you picked Bunny Hopper because I was oh, crapping okay. on Hunter Ace's decks on I, the last show because he had the three three stealth guy, which didn't actually turn out to do anything, but. They talked about it a lot, like that he's got this three drop to bridge the gap. And I was like, okay, 
I guess. <laughs> well, it's clearly there for a reason. It just didn't really end yeah. up playing a role. It didn't end up doing anything. No. Yeah. Uh, what what did end up doing stuff, which we'll talk about later, is that shaman deck, which mm-hmm. uh, friggin' carried hard. Uh, I <laughs> I really didn't see shaman as being a powerful deck in this format. No, I did say I, I, that the mage was going to be sweet, and it was sweet. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, the mage is good. Yeah. The well, ma- the mage was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, like everything for me was really fun to watch. Uh, like the Rogue Mirrors were great, although I, I didn't see all the games, but I did catch, uh, you know, Just Saiyan versus um, Hunter Ace. And that Rogue Mirror was one of the highlights of the tournament, in my opinion. It was there so was damn interesting. There were control shaman, control warrior matchups that were not so fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. It was funny because they were not fun for about 30 minutes. And then the last like five minutes was insane and epic of those yeah. matches. It's just like you just need to fast forward all the the hero power the setup, yeah, right? yeah, and get to the part where it's like now we're running out of cards. Now mm-hmm. we both Alisiana. Now, like it, it does end <laughs> up Alisiana might be a card that's dangerous and maybe makes things suck when it comes to specialists. But it did make for some really interesting games. It's just you had to wait out all the crap in between. Yeah. Yeah, only so much you can do for that. They're like, what do you do? Like, all right, who's up next? You two, start playing. We're going to broadcast your game until the control uh, right, matchup right. actually gets interesting, and then we're going to cut away. Like, you can't, you can't do it. You know, only- I, I got to commend the casters for making those games, it, like, at least... Halfway interesting? Because, yeah, because they just kind of... You have to just fill that time. There's really mm-hmm. nothing to talk about. It's just you got to start kind of figuring out where things might end up, discussing that memeing each other like you know there was definitely i like tj and admirable i think they're really good at like kind of just doing that just filling the time with banter and being funny mm-hmm. uh raven and Sottle, you know you just got Sottle just crapping on raven but whatever yeah. we've all gotten used to that one but i mean it's like it's it's hard man that's a tough spot to to, to fill like i i commend them i think they did a great job it's- yeah it's one thing i've noticed since i've started covering rocket league for dreamhack is that like those casters have it. I mean, it's hard in different ways, but it seems much easier because they're just like, okay, this player is the ball. This player is the ball. Now it's over here. This is happening. Blah, 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 blah. Someone scored. Like, and yeah, Hearthstone's play like, by play guy who now we need to talk for two minutes while he stares at his hand on turn one. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God. Now that I've watched Starcraft again, I didn't. I didn't realize how much it reminds me of Starcraft because every Starcraft game starts off the same way with literally nothing happening. Yeah, uh, there's like five minutes of just trying to figure it out. And that's why, like, yeah. you know, Taste Toastus was so good because they would just banter. Yeah. And have inside jokes and things. And if you watched enough StarCraft, you'd get it, right? Yeah. I now burst into tears laughing every time someone tells me to get my boats ready. And it's something only fans of GSL will understand. And it's a stupid joke and I find hilarious. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a skill for sure for these casters. And yeah. uh, overall, I, I don't think there was any, really any point. Um, with any of the casters, I was just like, okay, come on, let's just move on with it. I even enjoyed the, the saddle crapping on Raven at certain points because it was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it was just, at a certain point, it was a bit. It was, it was it's, like, it's uh, absolutely a bit at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, it, 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 again, it, it, so much of my, my thoughts coming out of this was just like, this is the best Hearthstone esports have ever been for me. Like, I really enjoyed watching this. Um, it really kind of put into perspective how good the meta for this game has become when i think about this versus so many different points in the game's history in the past 
because uh, it just seemed and you Dills, you, you you sent this to me when I was up late one night like catching up because I was I was off in Orlando this weekend so I was watching this stuff via VOD you're like dude the, the best play the better player won in basically mm-hmm. every scenario in this tournament and you're absolutely right like it really I guess in the early days of Hearthstone it didn't like not to take anything away from it but as a Starcraft fan it didn't feel like it was on that level it didn't you know it felt like there was a sure. d- enough randomness that the better player wouldn't always win. And that's something that just is inherent with card games, right? But this this time, sure. more than ever, I was just like, my God, I, we really are watching the best players in the world play uh, almost perfectly. Yeah, every time the casters brought up something where they were like, well, we can see the cards, so we know that this is whatever. It was like the players knew that too. It was like they could also see the cards because they were so good. And at this point, they were so dialed in. And these are the people who have had essentially the best 2018 slash 2019 of everybody playing Hearthstone. Uh, and, you know, it's like thousands of people were trying to get into this. And these are the top 16. And they all played like they were the top 16, right? Even the guys who went 0-2. They mm-hmm. didn't make mistakes. They just, their decks didn't work out the way and the matchups didn't work out the way that they wanted them to, right? Like, I just couldn't get that, couldn't get that damn token druid through, right? It just turned yeah. out to be a horrible pick for the, for the tournament. And that's what punished him. It wasn't like, oh, he completely missed a lethal or screwed up something technically. I didn't see almost any technical mistakes throughout the entire tournament. There is even a thread about how Viper missed, quote unquote, missed lethal because he could have sacrificed his Witchwood Imp to then give his other uh, minion over two health to then attack into the explosive trap. Mm. So he did miss lethal. But he played around, like there was no way for him to know if it was uh, explosive trap or misdirection. He had to kind of pick one and go with it, right? Like make the read on which one it was. He played around misdirection. That turned out to just be wrong. If you want to call that a misplay, sure. But <laughs> there was also a, a bunch of other times, like, you know, Bunny Hopper made the exact perfect attack to then get lethal. Like there was all these times where they had to make a read, they went with it, it worked or it didn't, and it came down to. You know, not like there was a bunch of RNG in that like that last game. But if you think about it, Hunter Ace won that last game with all that RNG because he spaced out his removal absolutely perfectly and then capitalized on a couple of bad rolls from Viper. But it was like he he played the game to the exact right spot for him to be able to win a turn seven arc thief or fob, right? And like you can't do that without perfect skill and perfect technical play. So it was a uh, it was really, really sweet to watch. Like the, the cast was just like, well, if you know all the cards and you do this play, and they're like, well, he just did that play because <laughs> that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it also just you know, I know we've talked about this before, but this should really just reiterated to me the the what a difference it makes uh, to have a LAN event and have the players sitting across from each other because. Like the player cams, like there was, it was just so damn well lit. Like having those player cams in the corner, just watching their reactions or lack of them. If you're a, apparently a Terminator sent from the future to play Hearthstone, in the case of just Saiyan, who never reacted to anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, like because Hunter Ace, you know, went so far, it was it was such a delight watching him because he's so animated. Like he, oh, well, he was freaking out. Maybe yeah. animated yeah. is the wrong way to put it, but it, like you could you could see things registering with him, and it just added to it. And I probably wouldn't have been as caught up in it if the games weren't good, but everything just fed into itself. Like the games were amazing and they're in the same room and they're having these real time reactions. They're looking at each other, trying to read each other. It's just made for, it, this is what good esports look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we've, we've said our piece about the, the next format, you know, it, it really needs its time in the spotlight to prove itself one way or the other. Uh, and so at this point, uh, any, 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 any further concern I have in the next format just comes from how damn impressive these finals were. Yeah. I mean, the, the entire tournament just from start to finish, it, it was crazy because it started at 9 PM for me, went mm-hmm. to 9 AM. I basically every night made it till about four or five and then just kind of <laughs> passed out. But then it was like I was so invested that I would wake up and watch the VOD of what I'd missed, right? Yeah, I watched uh, pretty much everything on VOD. Well, I watched uh, from, you know, start time till pr- not quite as late as you, but sure. usually until about point you pass out three. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I got about five or six hours in and then watched the next, you know, five or six hours the next morning. So I, I really like watching on the VODs. <laughs> Just because I can. Well, yeah, you can't watch them describe the new mechanics of Rise of Shadows that many friggin' times. Yeah, that's a problem. I yeah, I was just like, that's a thing that they do. I was just skipping past all that junk. I just see that it says three minutes, and then I skip ahead three minutes. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I stopped at one point, and that's because they had a new like cinematic animation thing in that in yeah. with those characters winner, win win or lose thing. yeah yeah i was I like was oh the first time oh i haven't seen yeah. this before and i was like oh that's that's adorable and then i moved on however i do want yeah. one of those i don't know if it's like a float or a sunday and those 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 freaking steins i want one of those that look that whipped cream looks amazing <laughs> so here's my problem with it they've they've apparently decided that this little girl and this flowy haired guy and this evil wizard guy are somehow interesting characters to us <laughs> after that ori- original cinematic with the little girl in the snow going to the tavern <laughs> and i'm just like yeah, i don't she, care like, about any the... of these people i don't yeah. care uh, and when i watched that the first time i was like stone's like mascot now i guess and i watched it i watched that win or lose thing it, you know it happened the first time and i was like at the end i was like what was the point of this I don't understand what I'm supposed. What's the takeaway? The point was adorable fun, Dills. Come on, <laughs> adorable fun. All right, hey, can we can we dive into this for a second? Because I have so what? many thoughts on this. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the and idea was like, so win or lose, it's fine. But it was like, oh, so if you try to win, you're a douche, and if you don't <laughs> care about winning and play Merlin, listen, Dills, Dills, you are you are being very very grand in your statements. They're not saying if you try to win, you're a douche. I think they're just saying that blood elf is a douche. Like that specific blood elf is, is the idea. Okay, <laughs> but hold on though. They're representing this is the guy who's like tryharding. Yeah, I was gonna say he was the total tryhard guy. And then the other guy is like Murlocs. Like, and then <laughs> like he's like dancing every time he plays a Murloc, like as if playing a Murloc is the funnest thing you can do at Hearthstone. I like I don't a lot of <laughs> things bothered me about this. Okay. Uh, it triggered me a little bit. So I, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, and if you don't, I apologize. <laughs> So what happened was um, I have a morbidly obese tabby cat mm. who decided to lay on my battery backup and uh, the power supply for my audio interface is one of those big bricks and it actually hangs over the battery backup ah, and he just cool laid down out. on top of it and just like seesawed that sucker right out of the right out of the <laughs> socket. So yeah, uh, that's that's what happened there. So anyway, my thoughts on. Uh, <laughs> It's okay. We've already decided that because your mic cut out, that you're just wrong and we yeah, win. Yeah, you're wrong. So, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just that was serendipity. Oh, yeah. oh gotcha. <laughs> I 
I wasn't going to disagree with you. I just think it's it, it's a strange thing within Blizzard. Like they all want their own freaking mascots, and and this started over in Heroes of the Storm, and we talked about it a lot on ITN because they started making their own characters and their own lore, and we're like, dog, we're not interested in this. We just want to see Thrall fight sure. Zeratul. That's all we give a crap about. Why are you introducing yeah. Nathanos in a different? body <laughs> like we're not interested and uh Hearthstone's kind of the same way like i'm watching this i'm like these are fun these are cute i'd really much rather watch valira and Jaina like throw down in a bar like that's like, actually the interesting thing right why are they not using the hero characters because they want us to try to identify with those players so, yeah <laughs> like i'm playing Dang. this but but I, at least, okay, so you remember when there was the card? They could have had, like, a little mini Jaina or something and had, sure. like, the blood elf, like, poke her or something and make a fireball shoot out. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> like, tap her on the head and make her say anything. <laughs> uh, but, or maybe like, not. Maybe that, the as reveal? I was saying it, I was like, that's a bad idea. Well, no, 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 no Jaina like, would Chinese be... card reveal thing where they, like, cosplayed as the heroes? That's what I would feel like you should be doing when you're playing Hearthstone. Those are right? infinitely. Yes, they should have had the Blood Elf dressed up like Jaina. Yep. Yeah. Those are way better than than these. Being in, the my, in my opinion. Douche, but dressed as <laughs> dressed up like Jaina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just I don't know. It, it, it seemed to be to me it looked it seems like a trend within Blizzard the last few years. I'm assuming when they walk to BlizzCon and they see the big banners out front, they're like, "We want our own character. We don't want to use Thrall." We want our own character. That's the only, the only thing I can assume. That's the most reductive thing that happens in my brain when yeah. I think about this entire topic. I, I will say, though, it was super well done. I mean, it was a super yeah. well done little, you know, animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's not, yeah, that's not what it I It was mean. just that, like, the, like, at the end, I was just like, what was the point of this? Like, it's <laughs> just, it's just to fill the time. But, like, I, I feel like over, you know, I get it. It's four days, 12 hours a day. You're not going to get original content every time there's a break. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff to create for I mean, that. If only they that single broadcast. If right? they could bring in some talking heads that enjoy talking about the game to fill mm. the time, maybe bring on players and talent to to well, They did a little fat. bit of that too. They did have but They some... should have done that every time. Well, they they right? did yeah. a lot more of that <laughs> instead of playing yeah. the same commercial over and over. Well, they flew all of the grandmasters out to Taiwan. Yep. Well, to introduce them all on stage, they could have definitely just cut to each one of them at some point and having Cora do an interview, right? Like, yeah, just talking about what the future holds and how do you feel about grandmasters? And what about that last series? Like mm -hmm. I would have been interesting other than like, but watching like Waylon's weird stare when he describes, like, I love Peter Waylon, but Oh my God, like that, that thing that was where he was describing, what was he talking? It was like the mechanics or whatever of rise of shadows. Like he just had this like very unnatural like look to him as he was staying there, and his eyes never blinked. And yeah. it was freaking me out, man. <laughs> like bro, <laughs> blink, dude. Sit him in a chair or something like this. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this, and I need to know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, because we have it, no yeah. joke interviewed Waylon the last three BlizzCons, and he's very normal and approachable in guy. interviews. So I don't know what you're talking about. It's like as soon as they give him a script, it's just deer in a headlight. It felt like, like a Waylon puppet, like somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Dills. 
<laughs> like, like blank damn it i can't blank. add on or defend this conversation i got nothing i got nothing i, I didn't see this one um anyways that's hct we're gonna talk yeah, about hunter aces shaman deck which was just rad so i had so much fun watching this deck um uh in our strategy segment today we're gonna spotlight it uh which you uh if, if you're out there thinking i want to be good against rogue but i don't want to play warrior uh, the shaman deck might be what you're looking for so stick around for that but in the meantime speaking of blizzcon uh there's been a lot of uh <laughs> wondering if it was even going to happen going around the last couple of weeks because we were past the latest date uh that blizzcon had ever been announced and uh turns out yes it is indeed happening once again uh tickets are damn near here as far as going on sale the first wave is going to be this saturday at 10 a.m pacific time the second wave of ticket sales is going to take place uh a week from this Wednesday on May 8th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So we got an early morning, a late evening. Uh, best of luck, everybody. BlizzCon tickets <laughs> have historically been uh, more or less real-life RNG. <laughs> real-life RNG to get a hold of it. Um, and it's becoming pure uh, randomness this year as they're switching to AXS, uh, a new service to sell tickets where you are put into a wedding room and uh, tickets are just randomly assigned to those people in the waiting room, which people have gone back and forth on what they think of this. And I just go, it was already random, depending on your latency when you hit F5. Uh, so now it's truly random. Doesn't really bother me any. I mean, hitting F5 is the stupidest way to handle this. So anything is better than that. Uh, in years past, Katie and I have literally sat next to each other on two computers, spamming F5, hit it at the same time, like... Katie has gotten right in, and then I've been like five thousand people back in a queue. With we're talking milliseconds between. And while presses. you're doing that, somebody else writes a program that hits F five instantly over and over and over again and gets the tickets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like I just I don't understand how any co computer programmer ever decided that this was the right way to queue people for tickets. So I'm glad at least something different is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, 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 I think this is kind of the most fair right this is basically like everybody walks into a room and is given a number and then they choose a random starting spot yeah and then they stone you to death uh <laughs> Jocelyn, you are a robot yeah robot oh. big time uh yeah <laughs> we, we're becoming omni stone the thing we we swore never to become next <laughs> Don't worry. Soon, my audio will somehow cut out, or something will happen. Uh, you'll, you'll 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 disconnect right before you're supposed to say yes and end the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no dig on Omnistone. They understand their they have <laughs> they they embrace uh, the shoddiness yeah. of their audio quality. Yeah. It's a meme at this point. <laughs> is, it, is it fixed now? Am it I is, better? It is fixed yes. now. You are all better. You are you are you are back. Um, in addition, there's no goodie bags this year, at least no traditional goodie bags. Uh, you get to pick between a Horde or Alliance statue. I think these things are dope. And as someone who's been whining that we haven't gotten really? statues in years. Yeah. What's what's wrong with them? I like them. What's what do you them? what could you possibly not like about these statues? You hate cool statuettes? They look like they're made of play-doh, and there's like hardly any detail on them. And they I look don't like know. wow characters to they, me. They look like uh like the 3D units like popped right out of Warcraft 3 Reforged, and I'm super into it. Yeah, they well, they as long as like somebody's super cool. into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's here's fair. what I'm hey, here's baby. what I'll say. The goodie bags, I am fine with them going away because most of the time the bag itself was the thing I ever kept. 
and all the crap inside. I was just like, what do I do with this? What do I actually do with this? <laughs> They've definitely gotten, um, I don't necessarily want to say like worse over the years, but I feel like when they had less franchises, then they were able to put more money into the individual collectibles instead of having to spread it across like six different properties. So I felt like you got nicer things earlier on at BlizzCon when you look at some of the loot bags from like 2008, 2009, that kind of thing. But oh, like man, more oh, recently, yeah. that like a blow up Reinhardt hammer. Okay, yeah, no thanks. But I mean, yeah, there was yeah, the, well, that was the, like um, the, the Starcrafty thing or whatever right like the, the side blow, blow up side blades that's what i always considered filler right like that was either like yeah. in the bag or you would, you was, would see them all over the convention center right? yeah. everyone would blow them up and then have them that weekend and then you throw it away yeah but like there was the but, the but the the thing that i've always kept forever and ever is that messenger bag that they yeah bunch of stuff and i still have that damn messenger bag that yeah. thing is awesome I still have right. my messenger bag, my backpack, but like for me, the first few years I went, they were giving away like statues and I love them. They were mm. super cool. I mean, the yeah. first year I went, I, it was 2010. They gave away like a Deathwing Whelpling statue from Sideshow Collectibles, which I think still to this day makes some of the coolest collectibles in the world. They have some of the best sculptors that work for them. Uh, if you ever look up any of, they have like the license to anything you've ever nerded out about and their their merch is absolutely insane. Um, so the fact yeah. that like one year they gave away a sideshow collectible statue, that's bananas to me. Those things, their statues are usually like a hundred bucks on the low end. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I, I, so I, like, I mean, like, like that. I think that's cool. Like, yeah. I so, think though, like I'm just looking them up now and I feel like I'm looking at their stuff and I'm like, that's just, it's just way more realistic looking and like detailed. And I don't know, these just look, um, and so maybe I'll just have to see them. In. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. super cartoony, but they just look, uh, simple, I guess. Or... Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be stylized; it's another to I guess be. I don't mind simple. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I guess, and it's hard to tell. Like, you can't tell the weight of it. You can't tell the you know scale of it. Even like, <laughs> yeah, could be three inches tall, or it could be ten inches tall. Like, oh, I hope it's that's a good point. <laughs> to be honest, I hope it's not super giant because, <laughs> like, I what I don't want to do. So when I buy my ticket to BlizzCon, I'm not thinking. Oh, that swag I'm going to get. You know, I'm thinking, oh, that three days with all my friends I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I buy the ticket. I, I like, care I'm about like, the stupid bag, right? Like, <laughs> I still like geeking out about the swag because, like, I remember a time when I didn't get to go. Like, we're, we're all, you know, we're all very privileged in, in, in that we get to go to BlizzCon. And when, you know, back when I couldn't go, man, I remember looking at that swag being like, I want nothing more in this world than that dope ass Lich King helmet, <laughs> which I still don't have. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, like I just thought it was so cool and it was just another one of these things that kind of mystified BlizzCon as someone who hadn't gone before um, mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm with you Joss like going from like a statue to a bag I was kind of like oh, oh this is lame but also I was like well, I've also been going to BlizzCon for like five years straight and a lot of people don't get to do that so I should probably shut up I don't know I'm a, I'm a jerk I just think sometimes. we get bogged down in stuff and we don't need stuff man too much stuff Yeah, I feel like I need to throw out half my apartment to be honest, <laughs> there's so many things where I'm like, I should put this in a drawer because one day I might need this. And then I'm like, 10 years later, nope, never needed that. <laughs> you need to do the, oh, what's her name? She had the Netflix special. The does it bring you joy thing? You oh, got to walk around your apartment and do that. That's the question you ask. I know for, of yeah, this lady for every item. And I've yeah. never seen the show. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. via osmosis of other people referencing the show. Like every time I yeah. go get my haircut, the lady that does my hair, she always brings it up. She always brings up this 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 woman who uh, Marie Kondo, 
Marie yeah, there you, there you go. Is her last name seriously Condo? And she's telling you how to like uh, how to <laughs> fix your condo. Fix your condo. That that's that that's like wow. She was predestined for this to become what she is famous for. Uh, yeah. Um, the last thing with BlizzCon, I'm just kind of curious your hot takes. The the portal pass, what a lot of people are calling fast pass. Uh, are you as outraged as a lot as the internet appears to be? Nope. Okay. Um, I think so. I think the reason that a lot of people are somewhat upset about this is that it, although it's so it's a typical thing for conventions to have like multiple levels of passes with, you know, ideas like this, you know, skip the line first shot at merch or whatever, you know, like this is a typical con thing to do. It's kind of um, just yeah, another not the first ones thing. To do it. They're not the first ones to do it, but I think the fact that they're the last ones to do it is almost what people are the most upset about because it's like BlizzCon was always, you know, supposed to be for the fans and Blizzard did things differently and everyone was treated the same. And now this feels like just one more step away from the Blizzard of old, the magical, mystical Blizzard of old, and more so into the mainstream of how everybody else does it. And it's specifically because of the dedicated lounge where you get to hang out with the devs that people are like, it used to be that just we all got to be in this one place and had a chance of like running into devs. And, you know, that was what part of what made BlizzCon so I mean, special. So, happened, well, you still and have it's a chance like, to run into devs on the con floor. It's sure, just... sure. But it just, it feels like um, they're just putting another monetary barrier between like you and them as opposed They've always had that that VIP dinner thing has been going on forever. Yeah, but that was like, on a different night, and right? And a large portion right. of that goes to charity. Well, yeah. sure. So, okay, I I mean, I think I I I understand that you're like representing what the internet is saying. Yeah. Really like what you think, but like I kind of feel like this mystical magical blizzard of old has been kind of invented by the people who think <laughs> that it used to exist. And it didn't exist like it's it's like when you think back on an old relationship and you only remember the good parts and you don't remember why you freaking broke up in the first place. Right. And like that. I don't know. I went to Blizz. I've been going to BlizzCon for a while. I always felt like there was special people and not special people. Like I didn't feel like there was 100 percent equal. Like there were definitely um, <laughs> VIPs and people who had more access to things and. Uh, you know? the, the us with media passes. Well, sure. I mean, the media passes, obviously. Um, but I mean, there was celebrity people would get like these special VIP passes, and it wasn't. It just wasn't available to somebody who just had five hundred bucks in their pocket. Well, now it's available if you have five hundred bucks in your pocket. Like, I don't see the. I, it's like I can buy the VIP that I always had to like start a podcast and do it for ten years to achieve. <laughs> right? What's the problem here? Maybe that's and why I'm rubbing wrong. Because I'll, I'll be honest, like and um, people will buy it. Why wouldn't you sell it? And people, will yeah, buy it. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm sure someone's going to be like, "Eric, you tweeted you didn't like this." Yeah, when I first saw this, I'm like, "Man, this kind of rubs me wrong." Um, and it's because of like it feels the, bad. yeah, uh, and it's it's more because of like thinking back to, you know, before anyone at Blizzard answered my emails and gave me an interview and eventually gave me a media pass. Like, uh, it, it, we to me being at BlizzCon, it did feel like we were all equal and just hanging out together especially very early on because like esports were still barely a thing like i remember just seeing like the players playing right there there's just like a tiny little rope and then there's a player pit and i can watch my favorite korean starcraft 2 player just do their thing 
Um, and that's that's definitely not the case anymore. And that's been gone for a long time. But like, I have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it. And it's also just compounded into what has been a very strange year for Blizzard publicly and their public opinion. That's, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, Dales. Like, you're not wrong. Like, so much uh, the, the, the cornerstone of so many people's outrage for Blizzard this year are the layoffs, which is rightfully so. I'm not going to take that away from you. Like, that's a very yeah. humane reason uh, to to be angry with with the company, but the thing is, the truth of the matter is that they've done it before, multiple mm-hmm. times under Morheim's leadership, uh, a, a figure who we on the show have spent a lot of time kind of revering and talking about almost as like a deity in this circle sometimes. Uh, so it's just, yeah, there's not like a before Morheim and after Morheim Blizzard to me. It's just like it's just it's evolved over time. It's a it's a company that's been around for a while and they're very big, very large. And uh, I don't know, like when, before I had media passes and I just bought my ticket and went to BlizzCon and was one of the equals, I noticed that there were people who were more equal than me, <laughs> who got access to more things than I did, who were sneaking off, going, and then they suddenly came back and they played the new game and I was standing in line, right? And like, <laughs> I feel like it's never really been this fantasy land of, uh, you know, there was 100,000 people at this convention center all with the exact same access all paid the same money, all are exactly equal. I, I I feel like offering that experience to somebody who really wants it at a price is a totally fair thing to do. Yeah. yeah we'll it's put it in the product and do you want it or not? You don't have to. It's not like if you don't have it, you're going to get punched in the face as soon as you walk in the convention center. Like you, you're still going to be able to do all the <laughs> well, things. I don't know, doing. man. Do you remember security from a few years ago? They got <laughs> right, a little yeah. aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. I mean, yeah, the line to get in has been that. Well, and that's the thing. Like last yeah. year's line, because they had the uh, shooting not long before, last yeah. year's line went all the way back to the Disney parking lot. Like yeah. it was like it people missed lost. opening ceremonies, even though they lined up for hours ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was rough. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. So five hundred bucks means don't deal with that. It means you don't have to right. deal with that. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and if you're out there thinking like, because like, I can, again, I, cause it's going to sound like I'm spinning it, but really, if you're interested in going to BlizzCon, I'm just trying to arm you with information. If you don't care about the opening ceremony, the security, even the added security last year wasn't that bad after just the <laughs> opening for the day. Yeah, At that yeah, point, you could go in and out very quickly. And if you're going to fire it at me like you had a media pass you had your own line yes i did at the opening at that point anytime i left or went back in i had to go through regular security and at worst i waited behind five people um, sure. so it is bad at the beginning of the day for sure um yeah at I'm, a certain point you're just kind of walking in and out um i will say this though yeah I, my suggestion is if you don't care about being in the hall watching the tiny little person on the actual stage I think the best way to do opening ceremonies is just watch it on a monitor somewhere and then just go to the con. Right? Yeah, now. get uh, get some breakfast at the uh, maybe not at the Denny's. Maybe use like a Grubhub to bring it in from out because that Denny's is always slammed and uh, <laughs> chill in your hotel room, watch the opening ceremony, then 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 head down and play some games. Yeah. Yeah, Guild Hall was always my go-to. I was just like, head to the Guild Hall, yep. watch the opening ceremony. Or if you're no younger, easy my way on in. Yeah, or last year. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, if you're younger than I, or at heart, or in reality, um, wait in line and lose your mind with everybody because that can also be super fun. And I that is super. Yeah, I mean once. the excitement of the room or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, this year they're not announcing Overwatch, so 
No, but yeah. they may finally be announcing <laughs> like, Diablo 4, which, depending on how much I you mean, like Oh Diablo. my god, can you imagine 4. if they don't? Oh. They're like, Diablo 4, available on console only. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do that just as a troll. Like, I hope at the end they're like, on the Nintendo only. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> only available on Motorola Razor. Oh god. <laughs> oh, I probably still have one of those. <laughs> in a box of I might need it some days. <laughs> I was never... Does it bring you joy, Jocelyn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask our listeners right now as we take a quick break from we a strategy if their toothbrush brings them joy because this episode of The Angry Chicken is sponsored by Quip. You can check out their awesome electric toothbrushes by going to getquip.com slash TAC. Also, if you go to that slash TAC, you're going to get your first refill, pa- refill pack for free. More on that in a second. But... Jocelyn, did you know that up to 90% of us don't brush our teeth for a full two minutes and slash or don't clean evenly? Oh, savages. <laughs> I bet, I bet I brush for like 30 seconds. I can't imagine how long two minutes of brushing my teeth actually is. I will tell you this. I definitely did not brush for two minutes uh, and it's become yeah. very apparent after getting my quick toothbrush because it has a built-in two minute timer and it pulses every 30 seconds just as this gentle little reminder like, hey, you, I know you don't even, you're not even awake enough to put pants on yet. Uh, change positions. Move to the other side. Mm. Yeah, find it's, a new part of your mouth. Continue <laughs> brushing. Technically, yeah. the way you're supposed to do it is like each 30 seconds is a region of your mouth. Yeah, right? yeah. I usually go like right, left, front, and then like corners, and also like behind the teeth. I go down, up, left, right. Oh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds like a cheat code. Up, up, down, down, left, left. <laughs> what was the old blood code on Sega Genesis for Mortal Kombat? I don't remember, but I bet uh, but I'm going to be thinking about that as I brush my teeth tomorrow morning uh, or the, or tonight, you know, because you should brush at least twice a day. <laughs> on top of that. It's just in. Garrett's decided that two minutes in the morning is plenty for 24 hours. <laughs> hey, if I was only brushing my teeth for 30 seconds before, just science at that point, we were giving terrible tooth, tooth brushing advice. <laughs> Um, Vigil in the chat room says, uh, Abacab. Yes, that's what A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan Vigil, you beautiful man. Um, <laughs> also, three out of four of us, by the way, uh, use bristles that are old, worn out, or ineffective, or just straight up terrifying to look at. Uh, <laughs> and Quip fixes that for you. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. And this is why I like Quip so much. It's just... It's really convenient and it's a high quality product. Um, I I went for the gold handle, so I've, I'm like rocking a little bit of bling in the morning, feeling oh, super fancy while I brush my teeth. Aren't you fancy? <laughs> yeah. So I've got a gold toothbrush that tells me when to switch sides. Like, could I ask for anything more? Um, maybe a well, sweet. You could ask for it to uh, have a, a sticky strip on the back of it, so you can put it up in your shower and save time <laughs> because it's just in my shower chilling. You're right still now. a weirdo for that. Yep. No, <laughs> I am not. The, yes. Brushing your teeth in the shower is a thing everybody should be doing. <laughs> and this is Save why we all dig Quip on the Angry Chicken and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25 and you can go to getquip.com slash TAC right now to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Again, that's your first refill pack for free over at getquip.com slash TAC. We thank them for their support. And now we're going to talk about Hunter Ace's Shaman deck. Hit it very hard. You want to blow something up? <laughs> Time to pay. I just had a blast watching this deck uh, get piloted and blow my mind in, in different ways. 
Uh, and it's made it on to the ladder. And also, side note, like, I was seeing some weapon hate before. I'm seeing, like, all the weapon hate now. Just all of it. <laughs> I'm not sure how much it had to do with this tournament and the fact that maybe Rogue is just a little overrepresented on ladder right now. But it feels like yeah, that's, that's, that's really the point of this targeting, Yeah, the waggle pick, for sure. Yeah, this, this deck is meant to counter the Rogues that um, Hunter Ace assumed he was going to see. And I think... Was his strategy to ban the warriors and then to just beat the rogues? I can't remember exactly. I believe so. Yeah, because I know uh, in the end, I kind of knew everyone. It was very, very likely everyone was going to bring rogue and or warrior to the yeah. tournament. Like, although when we got to the everywhere. top eight, there was a lot less warriors than there was. Yeah, we expected because a lot of people I think were trying to counter it. One thing that's interesting about this deck is it does not have the Elysiana in this deck. No. Which a lot of people run because when you shutter walk, you Elysiana again, right? Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of people who had a control, a control shaman that would do that, and that was to try to kind of outlast the warrior. So yeah, I think Hunter Ace's plan was to just ban the warrior, not play against it, and then beat the rogues, right? So. Probably something we'll see included in uh, secondary or tertiary decks. Uh, sure. If, if anyone brings yeah. this into a specialist format, yeah. But uh, there's another interesting inclusion in this deck, which is the Swamp Queen Hagatha, which a lot of people have said is just not a good card. I do think, though, that maybe if Hunter Ace were to build this deck again today, might not put it in the Swamp Queen Hagatha. These deck lists that we were watching at the HCT were several weeks old, essentially. Yeah. At the time we were watching them. Like, I was like watching Their them. Their deck like, submission date, I think, was the week after the rotation. Yeah. So. Yeah, they had to submit these pretty early on. So, like, there's a lot of stuff where you're like, that's not how people are playing this anymore. Uh, but some of the, like, really interesting inclusions that I think were surprising when you first glance at it is things like Giggling Inventor, right? Um, yeah, it, it that goes right in with the Swamp Queen Hagatha for me because it seems strange in a deck that runs Giggling Inventor with no way to cheat it out to say that Swamp Queen Hagatha just seems slow. Yeah, but, but the, the reason why these cards are there is because Shutterwalk, right? It's like <laughs> Giggling Inventor, you play it, and then you put that battle cry into the Shutterwalk pool. And when you Shutterwalk, it pops out a couple of one twos with the yeah. Shield on top. Well, yeah. exactly. Because you really want to protect the Shutterwalk because it's not going to be duplicating itself a billion times over anymore, right? So yeah. with the combination of Omega Defender and Twilight Drake, that Shutterwalk is going to be huge because it gets the health buff from the Twilight Drake possibly twice, and then also gets the attack buff from Omega Defender. So that's one of your, like, end-the-game win conditions, is yeah. to Shutterwalk, have it just be this one gigantic minion, and then these two little, or four, little Anoyatrons that then hopefully will allow your Shutterwalk to actually connect the next turn. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen some people running this deck with the Coppertail mech thing that gives you stealth mm. for the turn. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like so, it gives the Shutterwalk stealth, and then it buffs it with the Omega Defender and the Twilight Drake, and then you just get this giant Shutterwalk, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. And then I've also seen people running Wind Fury in this deck. <clears throat> so the idea is, you control, 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 play this massive Shutterwalk that gets stealth and giant, and then you just Wind Fury them to death. I completely forgot what you were talking about. It's the Copper Tail Imposter, the uh, the four. Oh, I was four, just about to say four yeah. mana, four four gains uh, battle cry, gains stealth until your next turn. Yeah, because yeah. like to play a single one of those isn't really that big of a deal for this deck, right? Because you're mm-hmm. able to control the board so much. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, the, yeah, the 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 deck is mostly meant 
to win condition by just outlasting you and getting rid of all your resources, right? Mm-hmm. That's its main thing. That's why it's so good against it's like rogue, right? So Oh yeah, there's a lot of healing. There's the two walking fountains as well as the one copy of Witch's Brew, which I thought was kind of interesting is instead of two copies of Witch's Brew, but I mean, one Witch's yeah. Brew and you can basically, it's like Reno, right? <laughs> it usually <laughs> gets you game. through. Yeah, the second yeah. copy I think is a little overkill, especially when you've got double uh, fountain. Fountains, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of healing. It's so very deck is, reactive. Like this is an yeah. extremely reactive deck. Um, so a lot of your games will probably not play out the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super bad against Warrior. Because uh, Warrior just kind of, well, first of all, Warrior just doesn't play anything and then lasts longer than you and doesn't, and like Hagatha gets beaten by Dr. Boom. Um, so, you know, that's its worst matchup. And then it's also pretty bad against the Mage deck because uh, the Mage deck generates too many threats too quickly for you to deal with them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and also like you're, they don't play a threat and then you get to hex it and then it's not a threat anymore. They play a threat and then they make two of them, and then you're like, "Well, I can only hex one, right?" Yeah. So that's why that that causes a problem. But if you look at every single aggro deck, they just crush them. Like mm-hmm. they just crush all the aggro. So yep, including uh, Rogue, Druid, which is a Rogue. big target right now, and Zoo. Zoo is also another really good matchup for this deck. So yep. it's just it was a really good inclusion for this uh, tournament because you basically just say, "Okay, I'm just not going to play against the the warrior." And now I just got to beat that rogue, uh, you know, one or two times or whatever, and I'll win the series. And uh, Hunter Ace proved that that was a good strategy because he mm-hmm. won the whole damn tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, although he, he he had some rough, he uh, he had a rough spot in in the group stage. That's right. He he was a uh, two one in the group stage, so he mm-hmm. was the. Not the group winner. He was the second player out of the group. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that works. Yeah, because Just Saiyan took first place, actually ended up beating Hunter Race in that group. But Yeah, but then he was able to avoid him in the (laughs) the top eight, right? So that didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of... Would have liked to have seen a rematch. It's like redraw and yeah, and it's like a little bit a little bit uh randomized but i mean you know i was i was iffy on hunter ace's decks man i'm not gonna lie i was uh i was not so sure and that's i looked at vipers and i was like this makes more sense to me turned out that hunter was not as strong in this tournament Mm -hmm. um as i thought it was gonna be mage was was as good as i thought it was gonna be but uh you know hunter ace's shaman deck was kind of the difference it actually beat a zoo deck that played Arc Thief Reform on turn seven. I mean, Viper kept Arc Thief Reform in his mulligan in that last game, right? And the idea was, like, I understand I'm trying to beat this control shaman. The way to do it is a million giant legendaries. And Hunter Ace was able to kill all of them and actually fatigue uh, Viper. So that shows you, like, the power of this deck and what it can do, how, how it can actually outlast a situation like that is pretty crazy. As, so. as someone who who has always been a little salty on uh, winning with cards that give you very little control over their outcome, I was very happy to see Arc Villain Rafam punished. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reason it's in the zoo deck, though, if if you're so Saddle was like crapping on the card the entire tournament. Yeah, the whole tournament. But to be honest, like if you're going to bring Zoo to this tournament, you probably need to put that card in because you cannot beat control with zoo 
without Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so Rafam isn't necessarily your zoo win condition. What Rafam is in there to do is to potentially give you a win in a game you would have lost. Yeah, Soulfire exactly. doesn't do that. Soulfire might close out a game, but most of the time, if you're going to be playing Rafam, then it's because your opponent is still at 20 plus health and yeah. you've only got one drops left and you have no other choice. You were going time, to lose, so yeah. you Rafam and you hope that you win. And a lot of times the games where you're going to Soulfire to win, you probably could win just by putting minions on the board and hitting their face, right? Exactly. You were never going to win. Soulfire does not ever win you those games, right? Like, yeah. Soulfire was not going to beat this Control Shaman in that yeah. final game. The only thing that was going to beat this Control Shaman in that final game was Arc Thief or Fom. He just got unlucky. Like, honestly, like, there was... He played the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the new Priest Legendary. Um, oh, uh, Muerte. Oh, the... Yeah. Yeah. Katrina Muerte, and then it, like, summoned a frog back. You know, like, yeah. there was, like, a lot of moments where I was just like... Man, if Viper gets a good roll here, he could put him over the top. I mean, obviously, Hunter Ace played that game perfectly. But, you know, I I really disagreed with Saddle's take that just putting an Arc Thiever Farm was just a terrible idea. It's oh, like, yeah, that's, no, not, that's not what I'm getting at at all. Yeah. I just, like, historically, yeah. like, you, you remember <laughs> me during y- the Yogg's era. I just couldn't stand it. Sure. Um, so, like, this is just a, a personal tick of mine that I, I don't like cards like this. I do like that it's the right inclusion in that type of deck in this type of tournament, because you're right. It is like, you need an out. You need some sort of out for the, the matchups that you otherwise could not win. Uh, and I think it's cool that a card with this much randomness has a, uh, a competitive application in that way. I just don't want to see it take over and end up. In I, I think it's also, well, I think it's a super balanced card, right? Because it's, it's bad in the matchups where you're just trying to play your one drops and magic carpet them and control the board and hit their face. And then it's just like, the one card I need. Because imagine Viper gets to game five against Hunter Ace and has a soul fire instead of Arc Thief or Fong. He says, okay, I just lost the series. Yeah. I'm lost. I have no way to win. I, I need to hope that somehow Hunter Ace never draws any of his massive amounts of removal. Yeah, he can't draw removal. He can't draw healing. Oh, wait, his entire deck is removal and healing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you even dodge that? Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. You, you hack the game, put Doomguard back in, and hope you can burst him down. Like, that's there. Yeah. It's funny, though, too, because there was a couple of games where Soulfire, like, would have won the game, and Sada was like, see, see, I told you. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, you're, you're missing the point here why the card is in the deck. It's mm-hmm. not it's not because in this particular scenario a soul fire wins or whatever. It's just like you just need that card. You need it. If I'm playing on the ladder and every time I queue into a shaman, it's just like one star is all I lost. Yeah, soul fire all day. But if I'm in a tournament where it's game five and it's like this is a hundred and fifty thousand dollar game here, uh yeah, I want the arc thief. I want the arc thief in my deck. Yep. So there's the shaman and a little bonus uh, zoo with arc, uh, arc villain Rafam for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why we're talking about this deck right now is just because it, this was the winning game five deck of the entire ACT tournament. And mm-hmm. one of the best games of Hearthstone I have ever witnessed with my own eyes. And one of the biggest surprises, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. did not see shaman coming at all. <laughs> uh, Fireshock in the chat brings up sw- uh, Mossy Horror. Do not put Mossy Horror in your deck if you're playing... Um, if you're if you're playing, whatchamacallit, giggling inventor though. That's a really bad 
combination of cards because <laughs> your giggling inventors go off before your mozzie horror. Your mozzie horror just kills your giggling inventors. So don't do that. Pick one or the other. <laughs> Depends on the meta. Uh, or if we, we yeah, get... Yeah, if it's a token druid meta, sure. Because a bunch of one-twos with taunt and divine shield might not protect you from, you know, a, a million tiny attacks. But, <laughs> yeah, depending on the order the battle cries go off, you might just kill off your own one-twos. So that's not a good idea. That's you know? bad. <laughs> or if we get a playable specialist format in the client, then also consider Well, that. that's the thing. If, in a specialist format, you can... Like have one like one build with one and one build with the other, right? So it's like one build is to protect me against a bunch of like big things trying to attack me, which the giggling inventor is better at. The other build is better for killing them a whole bunch of tokens over and over and over again. We'll see. Maybe, maybe they just have a mic drop moment at BlizzCon. They come out just like new mode specialist. Drop the mic. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to have a pretty normal show today. We're going to actually take a crazy game story. But before we do that, let's thank our other sponsor for today. Harry's Razors are back. You should go check out Harry's Razors by going to harrys.com slash TAC. If you somehow haven't heard us talk about Harry's Razors on the Anger Chicken by now, you should know all of us, all three of us have made the switch, made the switch a long time ago at this point and have stuck with it. Um, I don't know. Because the gel smells really good, because it's a high-quality razor at an affordable price, because it's a really smooth shave, because it converted me from electric razors for things like my gross neck beard and that weird patch of chest hair that grows up too high, so if you wear a v-neck, you look like a weirdo. Like, just a big fan, man. It's great. It's great. You can be like, uh, I'm like Dills in this regard. I've, I've just, like, littered Harry's razors all over the place. I have one in my overnight bag. I have one, obviously, on the freaking sink. And then I've got one in the shower. It's great for the weird yeah. chest shaving bits. They're everywhere. Razors belong in the shower. <laughs> razors do belong in the shower. So everything belongs in the shower. Beer, <laughs> razors, toothbrushes. Did you see beer? Yeah. Do you beer. have like a pimped out shower with a refrigerator? <laughs> no, I just bring a beer in there. Oh, okay. You take it with you. I I've done that before. Actually, I'm with you. I'm with you. Shower beer. Yeah. <laughs> And you can uh, you can take care of some manscaping. Maybe you don't have too many beers uh, before you, you manscape <laughs> well, sure. in the shower. Do your Harry's razors manscaping first. Yeah. Yes. We do not recommend. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like me, and you get really awesome. creative when you got a buzz on. Maybe I, you know, I carve like a a, a portrait of art villain Rafam into my chest hair. You know, with my my you Harry's razor. You can do that with that precise trimming blade you, on the back you can. of Harry's razor. Yeah, can. That's exactly what I use for my for human engineered blade. That's what I use to keep my neck beard in check. A big fan, big fan. So go check them out. On top of all of this, you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get the weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, and that trimmer blade we just mentioned, the rich lathering shave gel. Uh, just, just smell it next time. It smells so good. And you smell good afterwards. And you get a travel blade cover. Uh, which is permanently on the one I have in my overnight bag. So listeners of the Anger Chicken can redeem their trial sets over at harrys.com slash TAC. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash TAC to redeem your offer and let them know tax sent you and you'll help support the show in the process. We thank you for doing that, everybody. Now, let's take a crazy game story. Has the whole world gone crazy? You're in trouble now. You got it! You, yes, you can send your crazy game stories to TAC podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're a patron and you've hooked your discord up, 
over at patreon.com slash TAC, you just like attach it to your Patreon account. Congrats. You're already in the patron discord. You, you can drop stories right in there. You can drop questions right in there. Go do that. And that's what Stargazer did. And Stargazer writes, greetings, Gald Gallus Gallus. I've been thoroughly enjoying the new Conjurer Mage archetype and was inspired by Dills' tech choices of Wild Pyromancer slash Banana Buffoon for combating the plague of token decks on the ladder. I made a few alterations to my own deck, and before long, I queue into a Warlock and prepare to put the deck through its paces. For the first few turns, the deck performs beautifully as I curve uh, Banana Buffoon, I'm assuming is what BB stands for, <laughs> and Pyromancer, and clear two consecutive boards. Unfortunately, my Mountain Giant now being too expensive to play. I'm unable to swing the board and instead spend the next few turns fighting for control until my opponent realizes that one drops aren't getting the job done and plays Arc Villain Rafam. Despite still not having drawn Conjurer's Calling, I feel confident enough to finally play an eight mana Mountain Giant after killing Rafam. However, my opponent then responds with Princess Talanji, spewing his entire hand of Toki, Lady in White, Archivist Elysiana, and Prince Liam onto the board. Jesus. <laughs> Had to clear my throat up for that. With my giant staring down a collective 29, 27 stats, I struggle to think of a way out. I trade the giant into Lysiana and dump as many minions onto the board as I can with the hope of softening the remaining minions enough for a flame strike next turn. The RNG gods feel differently, though, as my opponent top decks Barista Lin, Linchen? Linchen. We've been through this before. Get with it, Garrett. Uh, copying his entire board, including another Talanji, back into his hand. With a huge tempo and card advantage, but only 15 health, he trades away my board to ensure I can't burst them down with any Caligos shenanigans. Those are my favorite types of shenanigans. Despite the futility, I ping Lin Chen and flame strike away his board, only to be greeted by Talanji and her cronies again next turn. However, the fickle gods of RNG are not done yet. I top deck Power of Creation, and with Cadgar already in hand, I throw a Hail Mary. I play Cadgar and then Power of Creation, pleasing the gods enough to offer me Argent Commander. Four of them are summoned and burst down my opponent for 16 damage as I laugh at the absurdity of it all. This sounds like fan fiction about the finals that just took place. <laughs> that's, a standard, that's a standard mage game right there. <laughs> that's this is actually sent in before the weekend so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not i'm not uh calling them out uh i'm just saying that this seriously feels like if 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 hearthstone tournament fan fiction were a thing this is a story that could come uh, about as a result of being inspired from the insane games we saw on display this past weekend by the way arc thief for fun gets you that talanji so often it feels like <laughs> It's crazy. And then the Talanji is just disgusting. You just put all your minions into play. Can, can we put like the, the animal companion always, always summons Huffer to bed and now it's that Rafam always finds Talanji? <laughs> always gets the Talanji. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly feels that way. So I was playing some zoo just to kind of test the deck out when I was testing out all these world championship decks, you know. And uh, yeah, Arctic for Rafam is just a fun card. I'm just like, I don't want to take it out. I just want to play it. Because like sometimes you're playing the game and you're just like, yeah, you know, min-maxing my one-drops and trading perfectly every turn. That's been fun for a while. But now I just want to slam big bros, like, turn after turn. And it just allows you to do that. And the Conjurer's <laughs> Mage, too, it's, it's like, it feels so cool in that way where it's like, you have all these games where you win by, like, precise skill and perfect, like, whatever, and you play the game out uh, and do all these, like, you know, 200 IQ moves. But sometimes <laughs> you're just like, I just make four 
four twos with charge and divine shield and win. It's just fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. The card's been in since the very beginning, but how often have we heard of four Argent Commanders hitting the board simultaneously for lethal? I know. (laughs) Welcome to Hearthstone, y'all. Ever-changing, ever-crazy. So. By the way, that wasn't his only out for the six drops. He could have also gotten reckless rocketeers. Mm. Oh, that would have been great. I think they actually have a better, you know, like attack voice line. So I would have been super into that. <laughs> God, I remember putting those in my deck early on because I didn't have Leroy. When and you didn't I, have Leroy. I didn't have the dust. <laughs> Jeez, how far we've yeah. come. I <laughs> And, now and you're you saying- know, somebody made a post, by the way. I, I after this HCTs, this is was hilarious. All of a sudden, the subreddit for Hearthstone became like a love letter to Hearthstone. I was like, "What is happening here? Where did all the hate go?" And people were posting <laughs> like, "I think RNG is actually Hearthstone's best quality." And I was just like, "Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah." But it's kind of it's true. It's like we saw in this HCT the fact that you had all these players having to navigate situations that no one had ever seen before right Mm -hmm. and as fun as it is to perfectly like i was saying perfectly play your one drops and perfectly make your trades and eke out incremental advantage until you snowball to be able to deal 30 damage it's more fun to watch them deal with crazy ass situations that no one's ever seen it's great to have that mix like the the the, the mix and not every deck was running rafam but some were and so you had this nice ebb and flow of well, I know what the deck list is. I know how these two mash up. And other times we're just like, what am I even watching anymore? And that's what we got in that final game. Like when Raven and Saddle tore up their notes, I was dying. It was hilarious. It's not Yog, right? Like Yog was problematic because you'd just be like, oh, there's nothing else to do, Yog. And Mm -hmm. like, this is like Arc Thief Reform now navigate 20 minutes more of gameplay, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like you still have to play, you still have to interact where you're right. Like Yog was just this button like, Panic! see what happens like yeah. maybe the, the world end, ends like, and i hey, win the game I, I flipped the board now i win like it was yeah that, really, that, that was stupid because you were literally just played coin flip right and this is like well know. there's decisions with all the rng yeah. now right like all of it like if you look at conjurers calling even like you can use that on your own minions to execute your plan or if you get in trouble you can use it on an opponent's minion like using it on a van cleef that's like a 12 12 like, I know, they're getting two, three drops and stuff. Yeah, like, like that's that's a great... And that's like a decision-making point that also has some randomness to it. It's Rafam's the same. Uh, even like Hagatha, like the spells she generates as a hero or the, the horror that she generates as a minion. Either way, like all of these pieces of RNG are really fun to watch because they all have decision points. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, one of my favorite little moves with Conjurer's Calling. Conjurer's Calling an opponent's uh, opponent who's playing carefully around my mind control tech. It's mm. one of their bros anyway. I love it. It's great. Um, it, yeah, it, it has also lots the, of different um, types of play, which is what makes it so interesting. You know what it is too? It's like having having this meta back up, like it butted up against what came before it, which is uneven meta. Like it, it's, it's, it, it's nice to have RNG back because it felt like with, with, with Gen and Baku, was so much of it had been removed. Yeah. It was a lot well, of it also feels. Things. And it also feels a whole lot like um, the fun, big, crazy, powerful swing turns are happening somewhere in the like four to seven turn range instead of in the one to three turn range. So you don't yeah, feel like you don't it's play just one drop and win. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit more game to be had there. And then so when the big crazy turns happen, there's more mana to play with. So then there's more decisions and more options to deal with the things that are happening, which just makes it more fun to watch and more fun to play. Yeah, I really enjoy the fact that we're no longer in the... I play a mana worm, I play a tunneling trog, I play an undertaker, I win thing, which Hearthstone like had that period where they just were like, hey, let's print the world's most broken one drops every single expansion. Uh, they seem to have definitely figured that out. Now, if they can figure out prep rating party, I'd be real happy. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that eventually, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a conversation for a whole nother day because there was definitely a couple times during the tournaments when I was watching some of these rogue games and I was like, wow, okay, we're watching like prep, backstab, like um, Van Cleef and um, dude that does two damage. Why am I totally blanking? SI7 agent? SI7, yeah, thank you. But I was just saying... No, no, actually not. It's no longer SI7 agent. It's the lackey that comes out of your stupid miscreant now. Yeah, I was trying to think of the lackey. You said, dude, that does two damage. And my brain goes, which lackey is that? I'm like, wait, no, it's SI7 agent. It's been in the game. No, I was talking about, yeah, like all the old rogue cards. And this was um, actually mentioned on the subreddit earlier on, like before the tournament about all the rogue decks and basically how every winning world championship lineup for all of Hearthstone's history had all of these original yeah. classic rogue cards in them. Because they're and so good. They are just so good. And, and there was a, definitely a point, and I can't remember, I think it was like day two, so group C and D that I was watching, and there was a point where, like, whoever it was just won, and all they played were classic cards. And I was kind of like, yeah, this doesn't, this isn't mm -hmm. great. <laughs> I honestly think that we're going to... Abyss and Sap and yeah. like, we're going to have to revisit some of these cards because yeah. it's the stupid thing is like raiding party drawing you two free zero or free three threes with taunt and a waggle pick is just so stupid and you're mm -hmm. like yeah so I have waggle pick and raiding party and then miscreant and then 26 or 24 <laughs> classic cards yeah like, I, mm. I, so I want like I want like magic corsets, man. Like change the know, basic yeah, sets sure. name to core. Every time you say magic core sets, I'm thinking like magic corset. <laughs> oh, okay. magic corset now. I want a magic corset. Who doesn't? Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, yeah. Imagine if you, if you rotate in waggle pick while rotating out some of these pirates. Right. And then, so now it's like, oh, if I want to play this raiding party and draw pirates, I'm drawing new pirates yeah right? i'm drawing the the five three overkill guy and stuff like that and like but instead we're just using it to draw the old pirates yeah you know? i'll go to bat for captain king skin because hasn't seen a lot of play especially yeah, recently no, he's fine but, he's like a new pirate yeah, <laughs> yeah. right right like there, there there are exceptions to the rule but overall yeah i'm 100 on board i've been on board for a while now that, that something needs to happen with classic and basic like just just classic out of here basic rename it to core and every year change what's in there Put yeah. some old yeah, Dread Corsairs, though. Rotate yeah. them out when you rotate in this mm. stuff. That's all. I'm yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, if one of those cards could be shielded to mini bot because I miss it like crazy in my Paladin decks, that would be really cool. Thank you, Blizzard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this, this is a conversation for another day. But yes, yeah. Before we wrap up with an email or two, uh, we want to thank those of you supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, it's the opt-in way to subscribe and support 
the younger chicken to support the three of us um whether it's a dollar whether it's 10 whether it's way more if you're one of our producers every little bit helps and we really appreciate the support everyone so if you like the younger chicken you want to support it keep the episodes coming head on over to patreon.com slash tac and some of our newer patrons we want to thank are Stephen g andrew c and ryan no last name given Oh, by the way, uh, I should bring up that uh, patrons will get first access to the taco, which which, uh, I've tentatively planned for the 25th of May, but I haven't discussed it with you guys yet. I'm just kind of saying tentatively. We're talking late May, you guys. Late May. Yes. Keep keep it in the back of your... It feels right. It feels like a month will have happened. Or about a month and a half will have happened of this meta, and people will probably know what the hell's going on. I yeah. think there's a pretty high chance we'll see a balance update before that. That's another <laughs> thing that I think could happen. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, all people who are patrons or who are not patrons, if you want to make sure that you get in on that, you got to become a patron, and then you get first crack at that thing. And the taco is always sweet and super good time. So, And if you don't know what the hell taco stands for, it's abbreviation for the angriest chicken open. Yes. So it's your chance to become the angriest chicken, the angriest chicken, <laughs> or at least the happiest. Cause you like, you want some packs mm. and you get bragging rights for, uh, and you get packs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Technically forever. Cause you'll be the rise of shadows, angriest chicken from mm-hmm. now until forever. I mean, you get bragging rights forever. You, you get the packs, you open them. They're gone. Yeah. Bragging rights. Those last. We're time. not, we're not the angriest chickens for any of these. You get to brag <laughs> to us. You go to BlizzCon, you, you find us, you find us at the hotel bar. You go, you go, you buy me a drink. I'm the angriest chicken and we have to comply. It's the rule. Your mileage may vary depending on how many beers I already bought myself and if I have any more cash, but you know. (laughs) By the way, the the bounty thing may happen again. I'm not sure yet because last time I ended up winning and then I was like, oh man. (laughs) I'll I'll try to meme even harder this time, I guess. All right. All right. All right. Damn you, Dills, for piloting ridiculous decks too well. I was memeing as hard as I could, but then. Uh huh. Sure. Pick like one or two super ridiculous, no one plays them legendaries, and then auto complete. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Like, pick like the legendaries with the worst win rates and then try to build cards or or decks around them. Yeah. Go with like the coolest stuff you can find. Like, like what the things you've always like, oh, it's such a cool card, but it's bad. Like Black Owl Gunspire. Whatever that card is, play that card. (laughs) Black Owl Gunspire, which got lethal. Right. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about I'll that. A black Owl Gunspire Lethal. I'm so happy. I just started singing Black Owl Gun. Okay, okay so I'll play my Fell Lord Betrug, Madam Lazul, and Tack Nazwhisker decks. Is what I'll do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, just promise me you'll call it Buttrug and not Betrug, because okay. I still read you it that it. way, and it will always be Buttrug in my brain. Uh, anyways, mm. before we wrap up, let's take an email or two. Hello? Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> Send your emails to the same place, tackpodcast at gmail.com, or drop a question in the patron Discord Dills. Who's our first question? Uh, the Druid Dante, this is from our patron Discord, asked, would it be worth it to go back and buy Wings of Adventures you never completed just for the dust from the cards. No, <laughs> not for that. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you're truly, like if you have a crystal ball and can divine the fact that you will never play those cards, you will never go into wild. 
Uh, sure. Dills just strongly disagrees. <laughs> well, the 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 amount of gold per dust for those cards is definitely not. I mean, if you, I guess if you're spending money, but I think if you're spending money, you get more bang for your buck from just new packs, right? From like, packs, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah most likely. When you dust those yeah. cards, you only get 400 for legendaries and. Mm-hmm. Five for commons, like it's just the no, the dust. No, is you not. you you dust the common, and the, your computer, tablet, or phone actually just punches you in the teeth. That's yeah, so what it feels like dusting a common. No, uh, so yeah, de- definitely the amount of dust you get is not going to be uh, equivalent to spending that gold or money on just packs, or even just playing arena or whatever. Like if you're trying to grind up dust, the best fastest way is just arena, mm-hmm. um, and the other best fastest way is just buy packs of sets that you're missing the most cards from the best fastest <laughs> way is being decent at arena i've talked about this before like even if you're not good at arena your your gold equivalency compared to just buying a pack for 100 gold is still actually in the plus right because even if you people always talk about going infinite but even if you just are a three and three player if you if your average amount of wins is three, you're still getting your value back for your average. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. my average number of wins is like literally one to zero. <laughs> okay, well, it's probably not at that point. Yes, but it's funny because like people always talk about averaging seven. It's like first of all, nobody averages freaking seven. I mean, I, it's the best top players do, mm-hmm. but uh, going infinite means averaging somewhere around five, honestly, because the times you get over seven end up giving you more than the 150 back and the time's under and then it ends up equaling out. So anyway, but if you average just three, you're actually getting your equivalency. So I still tell people like arena is just the best way to grind up a collection. If you're not trying to spend money, I know, I know uh, people think about it and they're like, no, that sounds like so much work and I got to learn arena and blah, blah. But to be honest, arena is actually kind of interesting right now. Uh, they've been making the adjustments and so it has gotten better, better since, yeah, I mean, the problem... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the problem is that rogue cards, like we talked about, are just so freaking good that they have to super adjust them. Mm. But they adjusted them way down. Now, rogue is in the middle. Warlock is at the top. But if you look, like, uh, I think Hunter moved up. Like, all sorts of stuff has been happening. Each week, it's like, it fluctuates. And it's really interesting because you kind of have to keep adjusting with it. So, so the meta, poor the, warrior the, though is just like bottom of the barrel by a huge amount. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the constructor meta is still adjusting. Like uh, maybe it happened yeah. last week, and I just hadn't looked at at win rates in a while. But I came back from Orlando, and I'm like, oh, Mech Hunter is on top now. Okay. I know. I guess that happened. The aggro version of it. Yeah. 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 yeah really fun deck, by the way. I, I I didn't play it at all, and then made it made it hit my radar, and I'm like. All right, I'll finally craft a flark and see what I can make happen. And I know you're playing Boom Master Flark. Yeah, yeah, man, for reals. It and it works, <laughs> and it freaking works because you can like you put a poisonous on the missile launcher and self detonate all your own bombs and just murder the crap out of your opponent. And there's nothing they can do to yeah. block it. Well, and also it's just at a certain point they just can't kill off all your bombs and you magnetize whatever you want to it, and it's just yeah, they just give you those mech bodies. Yeah. Yep, and if they are killing off your bombs, cool. Damage is going to yeah, face. Yeah, dealing damage. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not, obviously not foolproof, but I totally understand, at, at now having played it, um, why that is a, a deck that you can just grind the ladder with. I actually believe that if this tournament had happened, or if the deck submission had happened two weeks later, we would have seen that Hunter deck. Mm. We only saw Masters call Hunters in this tournament. 
We did not see any of this stuff. And the mech, the mech package is pretty dang powerful. Even though you don't get to draw three cards for three mana, you don't need to draw cards because every card you play just deals damage. Yep. Uh, Joss, who's our final question from today? Uh, this question comes to us from Eric D, who says Ragnaros was an iconic character and a neutral legendary that fit into a lot of decks. When he rotated, he was almost instantly replaced by the Lich King. Same mana, same stat line, and an iconic WoW character. Now that the Lich King's rotated, what WoW character is worthy of taking that juicy eight drop slot? So I think the biggest character we're missing right now is probably Kael'thas in terms of kind of like doesn't have a card, is a really big, iconic WoW character, good guy, bad guy, kind of flip-flopped around, and might actually kind of fit in with Dalaran because he was a mage, right? So depending on where they take this overarching Year of the Dragon story. Well, uh, let's see. Um, where did he actually well, exist? He was in... Um, in are you talking about in, in World of Warcraft? Right? Yeah. Well, he was a, a a boss in Tempest Keep. Tempest. Yeah. And then he, right. and death was merely a setback, and we fought him mm-hmm. in the five man outside of uh, Sunwell Plateau. But were we were we in Dalaran during that expansion? No, that was Burning Crusade. No, that was- we were in Shatrath. Yeah, yeah. It was BC, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were in we were so in Dalaran Shatrath. was still on the but, ground in the bubble. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna say Dal- yeah, but Kael'thas was all Kieran Tori mm-hmm. back before he yeah, went to Outland, point. right? Yeah. So probably the WoW character that's the most that's in the most decks right now is Harrison Jones. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Joss. Frankly, I'm surprised we haven't gotten Kael'thas as a mage hero. Yeah. It's kind of odd that he just doesn't exist in Hearthstone. Right. Cause he the is hero such a power big character. also is like fire based, not ice based. Like it feels <laughs> like to me that Kael'thas should have been the launch mage hero, but like I get Jane more famous, but um also, we could double dip because we have characters that are heroes that are also cards that you can play. So, like, I think Gul'dan trumps Kael'thas, even though I'm a much bigger Kael'thas fan. Like, we haven't had a Gul'dan card, right? But Gul'dan well, we had the hero card. Neutral, but, so. Yeah. So we have a Gul'dan hero card, but it's gone. Yeah. If we're talking, yeah, we're talking neutrals, though, because that's, they asked what's the new, like, sweet mm-hmm. neutral that goes in every deck. Um, it just isn't one. It's, yeah, we, uh, Sarah God, maybe you could, could be the one if you're talking like I need a late game thing. Yeah, yeah, you could throw a dart at orcs. <laughs> like we haven't gotten uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten Orgrim yet. Orgrim Doomhammer is uh, mm-hmm. missing from the from Hearthstone. No longer Heroes of Warcraft. Really need to get Scott Fletcher to record that intro at some point. Oh, There's also um, yeah. Queen Azara, who is. Uh, super iconic in WoW and is coming back into like World of Warcraft lore now. Very soon is a boss. Yeah, in Battle for Azeroth itself. So, I mean, if you look like we don't have Queen Ajara in Hearthstone at all, she's another good pick, I think. Yeah. For just a neutral, big, bad eight drop. (laughs) Yeah. I keep coming back around to freaking uh, Orcs. I I, I agree with chat, though. They should just make a new Illidan that's actually a good card. Yeah, yeah, Illidan needs to be playable. You know who else they could make and who technically exists as a token but should be a standalone card now is Bane. Mm, Yeah, Because we had Karen and Karen produces Bane as a death rattle, but uh, it'd be cool to see like a new version of Bane that is a standalone, you know, neutral legendary. Because Cairn, I mean, that's another famous neutral legendary in the history of the game. Hasn't really been the case lately, 
But in the earlier days of uh, Hearthstone, Karen was all over the place. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a new Sylvanas either. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. She seems like, like Warchief Sylvanas because... Uh, yeah, I mean, she's still super sweet and, uh, and wild and stuff. But it's just like, man, she should just exist all the time, right? She should be like some sort... She could be like just Banshee Queen Sylvanas or Warchief yeah, Sylvanas. But yeah, she's got Sylvanas. so many she's more powers one. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like also, some... we do not have a Thrall card outside of the Thrall Death Knight. So, right. which is no longer around. Feels weird. Yeah, a lot where's, of. Uh, where's my Thrall? Yeah, where's for... my playable Thrall when I hit Thrall to hit the board and equip a Doomhammer or whatever? Do something. So, is it, it, is it like Old War Chief Thrall? Is it like Monk Jedi Thrall? Or is it the new Datamine Thrall that literally looks thrall like a square? Memory. I was going to say, does it generate its own river and it just change, it slowly uh, changes positions with all the other minions on your board as it goes down the river? <laughs> yeah, totally. Actually, no, I want, I actually think that would be kind of a sweet card is just you play Thrall and it equips a Doomhammer. Uh, mm. Kind of cool. You could have, because like, it's like playing a Doomhammer without overloading and stuff and then you also get like a body so you could make it cost like eight and then the body's kind of weak but the doom hammer is super sweet and mm -hmm. that could be kind of fun yeah hmm. be done with it we haven't gotten Garona yet have we no that'd be another no. one yeah although it'd probably a rogue card if you did Garona. that would be a rogue card for yeah. sure right <laughs> yeah well, I mean, it's freaking. There's like clear, like obvious paladins that are neutrals. There's obvious rogues that are neutrals. Like it wouldn't, but but yeah, you're, you're typically the named legendaries tend to lean towards a class. Mm. Oh, well, there you sense. go, Red Fox. You play the baby thrall. It's a dormant thing on the board, and then it eventually grows into mighty warrior thrall. Does it keep <laughs> growing and eventually just become Chris Metzen? Sure. <laughs> That's why we don't have thralls because Metzen's no longer it. Blizzards. Yeah, yeah, like, like, uh, by, like, if he survives for seven turns, like, it, it finally, like, morphs into Chris Metzen, and like, Battlecry is just like BlizzCon, hear me! <laughs> and then I would just shed one little, Geek one little is. tear. You're like, okay. <laughs> You're like, no, no, next BlizzCon, please. <laughs> Geek is, oh Christ. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Angry Chicken. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to our awesome patrons supporting us with their own dollars over at Patreon.com/tac. We've already mentioned the perks: taco, early taco access, TAC Discord, all of that stuff. When you go sign up over at Patreon.com/tac. Uh, huge thanks, by the way, to our producers: Declan H, Sean C, Nick C, and Cheesy Bob. If you like some tax swag, we have shirts available over at shirts.amove.tv. Is a rad uh, jobs done shirt. You jobs done emblazoned. Uh, shout out to Hachikumo, by the way, who was repping with an Angry Chicken T-shirt at the uh, actual HCT World Championship. So thank you, Hachikumo. And if uh, you haven't been over to uh, the TAC podcast Reddit, Hachikumo has posted a great story, kind of detailing his entire experience going mm -hmm. to the last HCT finals ever. Uh, Sounds yeah, like it was there a very great all time. Four days. Yeah, and then final. Like cliff note on just how awesome the finals were. We never mentioned the stage. That stage was freaking incredible. Oh my god, the exploding Hearthstone box with like yeah. uh, spinny stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. also, then had the board them. around them. Yeah, too when they were playing. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. It was so I really, good. it was hilarious to watch uh, the Twitch chat freak out about the host too, the Taiwanese host. <laughs> yeah, he would talk so fast. It was like crazy. 
And then uh, they started they started putting like rap god in the chat. And then I I guess at the end she like rapped. Did she? <laughs> she oh god, I screen. missed that. Yeah, because yeah, she I, she like kept, yeah, they were actually paying attention to that stuff. And it was like Twitch chat's good natured ribbing. It's like the good side of Twitch chat. It's, it's, when the they fun side. it's like instant like good natured memory. Yeah. That's the kind of Twitch chat we like. That's the type of shenanigans that I like. Cheeky and fun shenanigans, not mean spirited shenanigans. Yeah, not mean. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh Dills, before we go, where can everybody find you? Check me out on Twitter. I'm at Willie Dills and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills is where you can find me streaming Hearthstone. I think I might tonight go meet up with Brian Brushwood and Justin Robert Young because apparently Brian is like rank one or something. Ooh. We might do a stream and try to bust into that legend because oh, if you're going to hang out, you're going to drink and then you're just going to end up yeah. at rank five. I know. <laughs> that might happen, but today is the last day to get legend. So, and you've never done it. And, uh, I want to see it happen. Well, do me a favor. Um, hug both of them simultaneously and then uh, grab a cheek each grab please, butt. for me. <laughs> grab butts. Yeah. Do a little butt grabbing. Touch their it. butts and just and then whisper in their I mean, ear. I'm going to do that anyway, okay. but uh, I'll do I'll, I'll, I'll your name <laughs> okay. instead. All right. Cool. <laughs> Jocelyn, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Also, I'm doing a new, well, New old returned back from the dead podcast with Garrett. We're doing Embrace the Spoilers again for uh, Game of Thrones. So if you guys like Game of Thrones, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the Embrace the Spoilers feed. It's on my uh, R2T2 feed uh, because I only have so many to- so much time to record podcasts. So go find that. Uh, yesterday's recording had to get postponed. So we're recording it tonight after we've eaten so that we're not just uh, cranky and hungry. So. <laughs> Um, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. All of the podcasts are at amove.tv. Let's talk about Star Wars is back um, and for the foreseeable future and now weekly. So if you haven't subscribed to Let's Talk About Star Wars, it's a Star Wars podcast that I do with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt. And there's a lot to talk about because celebration happened. So go subscribe and let's talk about Star Wars, y'all. That's going to wrap it up for episode two, uh, 200, 312 of the Angry Chicken. Until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yes! Job's done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.